This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. AOC and the Fraud Squad fake being handcuffed. Hero neutralizes mass shooter in 15 seconds and Brandon Falls becomes a national landmark thanks to internet heroes. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Our first story today, there is nothing real anymore in clown world. Everything is fake, nothing is real. Everything has been manufactured in order to control you by the machine. There are no more heroes, there are no more white knights, there are no more people with morals. Everyone is a liar, and that includes our, especially our political class, who have gotten to where they are by lying to you, Republican or Democrat. That is why we need to disassemble this diseased temple and start putting real people in Congress. Put people like Lauren Boebert in Congress. Put people like MTG in Congress. Josh Hawley in Congress. Blake Masters. Carrie Lake, and so on. Normal Americans who are not entangled in the machine. And the purpose of the machine is to lie. We've played you many, many times the wrap-up smear. We've played you many, many times the clip of Democrats bragging about their PR tricks in order to fool the American population into believing that they stand for something, especially if that thing is good for you. And we saw on display yesterday the most clownish version of this, and we had to lead our show to Today. With this, there's a lot of really big and important things going on, and the reason we're leading the show today with this is, one, we want to laugh our asses off, because what AOC and Ilhan Omar and the Fraud Squad did yesterday, the Jihad Squad, as Lauren Boebert would call them, did yesterday was so clownish and so embarrassing that it's worth showing you what they did and making fun of them and ridiculing them. Ridicule is a powerful tool. But in a bigger context, we're going to explain exactly why this is important because Democrats are masters at manufacturing the narratives for you to consume and we need to break people out of their psychosis so that they can understand what's really happening. You must disassemble the machine. And this is what this was all about. It was clearly orchestrated and created. It was curated like an artist would curate, like a Hunter Biden art show, okay? It was curated. It was about as beautiful as Hunter Biden's repulsive artwork. So what happened yesterday? AOC and the frauds, AOC and the squad, Cori Bush, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, all of the rest. These people, by the way, represent the most decrepit and disgusting places in America. And I'm sorry if you're from Detroit or St. Louis or, or, or uh, New York City. Uh, it's just reality. I, I apologize if you're from Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis. The reality is that these places are broken and these, uh, these neighborhoods and the various areas that these representatives represent 
are some of the worst areas to live in America. And that's how you get representation like this because people have fled. The rational, logical, productive people have fled these areas. And then they've essentially abandoned them to the, the predations of these socialists and these theater kids who believe that they are members of Congress, but they're actually just the freak theater kids, overly emotional, hyper, hyper feline in nature, and extremely passive aggressive and always playing the victim, always playing period. Nothing they do is real and it is incredible to see it. So what happened yesterday was that they laid down in the middle of the street in front of the Supreme Court. Supreme Court's across the street from Congress and there's a big road that separates the two of them. And so the squad laid down in the middle of the road and blocked traffic. Now it is incumbent upon the Capitol Police to keep traffic flowing around the Capitol. Very dangerous to have a bunch of cars sitting there idling next to the Capitol. You want to keep traffic moving. You want to make sure that you can control the area. In fact, you can't even drive big box trucks near the Capitol. Dangerous. I've seen a million moving trucks and rider trucks get turned away from the Capitol. They say, go back the other way. There's guards stationed all around the Capitol. That's how it works. So it's cops' duty to keep traffic moving, and the squad is preventing that by laying down in the middle of the street. And so Capitol Police have an order that they give you three warnings when you're protesting, and then they pick you up. And they walk you in and they book you, right? What does that mean? You get a ticket that says you have to pay a fine for blocking traffic. And then they send you on your way. You don't go to a cell. You don't go to Gitmo, (laughs) unfortunately. You don't get sent to federal. You don't go to Rikers Island. You get a little ticket. And then you get shipped off, right? You're told to to go back and do whatever you want to do. So it's not really an arrest, but this day it was particularly not an arrest. I'm going to show you the clip of AOC getting arrested. Tell me if you can uh, notice something particularly special about AOC's arrest in this clip. So what you'll see there in AOC's walk away from her arrest, very dangerous arrest there, is that she's not wearing handcuffs. She's fake wearing handcuffs. It was the most exciting moment from yesterday is that Capitol Police revealed their newest weapon against protesters and the left and people who wish to dissuade or to disrupt on Capitol Hill invisible handcuffs. But... Don't you let your heart be troubled if you are of the left. AOC has the power to break those handcuffs. You'll see AOC fake handcuffed, and then she breaks her handcuffs, and she puts her fist up in the air. That's how AOC does it, ladies and gentlemen. She's so powerful. She's so beautiful. She's so stunning. She's so brave. She's able to break her invisible handcuffs and toss her fist in the air. Uh, All the meantime, like, pretending to be handcuffed. It's just, it's just so perfect. Everything is such a pretend performative work of theater art for these people. Ilhan Omar was the same way. Ilhan Omar was arrested. Her clip's even worse because there wasn't even a cop around Ilhan Omar when she was arrested. Ilhan Omar just got up of her own fruition and wandered away. All the meantime, grinning and smiling. See if you can catch uh, her smirk in this clip. 
Oh my God, it's, like, it's playtime for the theater kids on Capitol Hill. And that's exactly what it is. These are the, these are the freakish, loner theater kids that nobody liked, that liked to pray, play pretend, that didn't want to do math or science or sports, didn't want to play in the real world, didn't actually want to get hit on a football field or a lacrosse field or, uh, you know, playing basketball or whatever. They just wanted to dance around inside the theater and play with costumes. These are the emotionally stunted, mentally ill individuals who have now found their way to Congress. And we've warned of this, that theater kids would make their way to Congress. And after the theater kids got to Congress, they'd behave like the loner freaks that they are and bring all their terrible ideas to Congress. There she is, smiling away. Look at that. The horrors of police brutality on the face of Ilhan Omar as she grins. In total, there were like there were like uh, over a dozen Democrats fake arrested yesterday uh, protesting, obviously, the Dobbs decision. The Dobbs decision, um, probably that's not how you overturn a decision. That's not how you actually overturn the Supreme Court decision, all right, is, is laying down in the middle of traffic, but that's what the professional victim class does. Total of 34 arrests, 17 members of Congress, two dozen members of Congress were protesting outside the high court when police told them that they were participating in a legal demonstration and to cease and desist. You see this on Capitol Hill a lot. Sometimes they'll use zip ties, but the purpose of this is the low information the low information corporate media in America to grab hold of the photos. ABC News did this to grab hold of the photos, right? And to make it look as though they were arrested because the corporate media isn't media. They're just a PR factory for Democrats. And so they want the Democrat base to see that they're doing something. This is called astroturfing. Astroturfing is when you're not actually doing anything. You're fake outraged. This happens all the time in politics. They're just fake outrage, manufactured outrage by the machine. And the corporate media is here for it. They ran to the aid of Ilhan Omar and AOC. They published photos, ABC published photos of the two of them from the front with their hands behind their back, walking with the police, making it look like they were handcuffed. They weren't handcuffed. But ABC is there as a PR shop for corporate Democrats in order to supplement for some of the outrage over the Dobbs decision because libs are sitting there saying, my God, you've just taken away one of our, you know, one of our uh, Black Sabbath, Holy Eucharist's uh, uh, abortion, right? It's a sacrament for the left. The left is a hedonistic, godless religion, and one of the sacraments is abortion on demand. And so the Supreme Court took that away. Where's the outrage? They needed to see something. And so this was the corporate media's opportunity to do the PR work of the Democratic Party and to show that someone's doing something, right? Welcome to the month of July, or as we call it on this show, MAGA month. This is a month where we celebrate America and our founding, the 4th of July, fireworks, grilling, drinking beer, and you know what's another amazing American tradition? Gold. That's right. America used to have a currency that was backed by gold. That's what prevented out-of-control inflation back in the day. Did you know that George Washington 
actually held an enormous amount of gold personally in order to ensure his investments. Be as smart as George Washington and invest in something with physical value. I'm talking physical gold for my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals from Birch. I did this and my family got in the mail. Physical gold and silver delivered securely to our home and now it's in our bank account and we've never felt more secure. And it's all because of my friends at the A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers, Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to go gold. Be as smart as a founding father, ladies and gentlemen. Birch Gold. It was totally fake. You can see the squad mugging it up in a photo they took afterwards. There's a photo of all of them standing together afterwards, I think raising their fists. And, and, and you'll notice something very interesting about this photo. Ayanna Presley there, well, one, Rashida Tlaib is like grinning like an idiot uh, ear to ear. The rest of them got the assignment to look all frowny faced. I remember look very serious. Rashida Tlaib is too stupid. <laughs> Hi! Ayanna Presley, there on the end. She's from Massachusetts. Ilhan Omar from Minneapolis, there in the orange, of course, and AOC on the end. You'll notice they're all wearing, like, really heavy suits and very heavy garb for Washington, D.C., which is about 1,000 degrees right now. Washington, D.C. in July is miserable. The worst party you'll ever see, and it's very unfortunate, is a July 4th party. I've thrown many of them living in Washington, D.C. It is so muggy. It's so humid. It's so repressively hot, truly repressively hot. And so why exactly is the squad out there in long-sleeved shirts and heavy jackets? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they were out there a grand total, a grand total of 10 seconds. They sat down, they got out of their air-conditioned limousines, sat down in the road for a second, and then arrested themselves with fake invisible handcuffs, and then Ilhan Omar actually got up without any cop telling her to and ran away because she was getting too hot. This is how astroturfing these people are. This is how pathetic this operation is. Tucker Carlson called them out on his show last night. We thought it was a, a, a work of beauty. Please take it away, Tucker. So today, several of the feistier members of Congress, that would include Sandy Cortez and Ilhan Omar, both famous on Instagram, decide to block traffic in front of the Supreme Court because girl power means blocking traffic. And that's when police officers did something they've never done before. Those mean cops put both Sandy Cortez and Ilhan Omar in invisible handcuffs and led them away with their hands behind their back. You're seeing those images on the screen right now. Now, several media outlets picked up these images as proof that Sandy Cortez and Ilhan Omar are deeply oppressed. For Sandy Cortez, the trauma was real, totally, it was her lived experience. She was wearing a coat in 90 degree heat. It's just the latest harrowing tale of Sandy Cortez's tenure in Congress, her life since Boston University. So, Tucker Carlson there using his own AOC mugshot. We really enjoyed this image from a meme maker online. AOC's mugshot. <laughs> it looks like uh, Edward Russell. Uh, I think so. I don't know the exact meme maker there, but well done. <laughs> it is perfect.
This is what they want you to think. They want you to think that this is what happened to them. They want you to think that they're oppressed, that police brutality and regime media, that, that the regime is so oppressive and the patriarchy is so oppressive that they were arrested. This is what actually is happening. They're not getting booked into Guantanamo Bay. They're not getting beat in the streets like the civil rights protesters with dogs sicked on them. No, they're being treated with kid gloves and actually no gloves at all. They're being treated with invisible handcuffs and they're being gingerly, tenderly walked out of the street. I don't think they were even arrested. Incredible stuff. And again, they're just LARPing. They're live action role playing 1968. That's what these theater kids are. They're just stuck in 1968. Civil rights, roiling America, anti-war protests, Kent, Kent State. That's what they're, they're like perpetually stuck in that time period. By the way, there's wretched period to be living in American history. Awful. You do not want to go back to those times. But this is what the left need. The left needs something to kick down. They are hedonist. They're godless. Nietzsche says this, that they will always be searching for a fence to kick down. They will never be happy. There will always have to be something else that they try and knock over. That's why we have to knock them over electorally and take power from them. That's the only way. And if you needed a final piece of evidence that this is all fake and that this has all been telegraphed to the corporate press, check out Ilhan Omar's communications director, what he tweeted right before they went out to do this fake stunt. Ilhan Omar's communication director says members of Congress, including Ilhan Omar, will be participating in civil disobedience at the Supreme Court potentially including arrests shortly. This is him tweeting as Jeremy Slevin, who is, whoever Jeremy Slevin is, is up there transmitting to the corporate media that his boss is going to go get arrested. Please cover it. We're begging you. Please <laughs> come take photographs. That's how fake this is. It's, it's enough to turn your stomach. It's, part of a bigger process in the corporate press and the corporate media to make heroes out of people who are actually villains and to make fake outrage out of situations that are quite normal and liked by the American public. The vast majority of the American public is not for abortion on demand. And the vast plurality of the American public wants abortion to be banned after the first trimester, 15 weeks, just like the rest of Europe just like the rest of the civilized and Western world. Somewhere between the first trimester and 15 weeks is where all the bans are as it pertains to European nations on the European continent. And this is essentially what the Supreme Court has done, uh, returning this to the United States of America, which it is the United States of America, so states should be making this rule. The left is just doing performative outrage. That's all this is, and it's 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 amazing to see them doing it worse and worse as the as society gets more and more comfortable they have less and less to be upset about and so it is truly uh, 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 grand to laugh in their faces to meme them and ridicule them uh, for their humiliation don't get suckered in by it the machine wants to lie to you break the machine instead breaking the machine is what happened in Indianapolis, in Indiana, when a hero named Elisha uh, Dickin, Elisha Dickin, neutralized a mass shooter in 15 seconds. Greenwood police 
Chief James Eisen corrected the record on Tuesday, according to Breitbart, by noting that 22-year-old Elisha Dickin open-fired on an Indiana mass shooter and neutralized him in 15 seconds after the attack began. The New York Post points out that Eisen had initially said Dickin returned fire two minutes into the attack, but it was actually 15 seconds. Way to go. This is called training. This is what training is about. This is what training and knowing your weapon is about. I'm getting my concealed carry right now. Concealed carry not possible to get in Washington, D.C., where I used to live. I'm getting my concealed carry right now. I just took my class last night. This is what training with your weapon looks like. Eisen, say, Eisen the police chief, said that the hero, Dickin, the hero, engaged the shooter at 5.57 p.m., That is a whole 15 seconds it took to neutralize him, and he could have killed many, many people. Could have slaughtered many people inside of this mall. This is also directly after Indiana finally legalized self-defense in Indiana's constitutional carry provision. So I believe it was legalized two weeks ago, and now you have absolute hero and total... G. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Elisha Dickin. Elisha Dickin. Look at this dude. That shows it. That's the guy. That's the guy. This is how you stop a bad guy with a gun. You get a good guy with a gun and a good guy with training. 25 states have constitutional carry. Those states are Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, in Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Sadly, not Florida on there. Too bad. We should work on that. But it is truly a moment where you can take a step back and say, way to go, hero. You saved lives by carrying your gun and neutralizing a shooter. Now, what was this like what was this dude's what was this dude's training? How old was he? How old was how old was Elisha? Elisha. Is he 22 years old? How old was he, ALX? 22 years old. Okay. The dude the dude is seriously sitting there at 22 years old inside of an Indiana mall. He came strapped. Otherwise you get clapped and he came ready to go. Incredible. What a triumph. What a triumph for the Constitution. What a triumph for your ability to defend yourself and others. And that is ultimately what the Second Amendment, that's what the First Amendment's about too. Second Amendment is about defending yourself and others against the horrors of tyranny. It's a warning to the government. It is not a warning to the citizens. The Second Amendment is a warning to our government to say you need to get out of the way and to allow citizens to protect themselves. And you have a very peaceful society when you do that. 
This shows exactly why you have a peaceful society when you practice the Second Amendment. When the entire state is presumably armed, that really cuts down on loner freaks and mentally ill idiots who are going to try and shoot up and hurt innocent individuals. It's why we are also repulsed as you're able to see further and further what happened in Uvalde as good men with guns stood around and did nothing. Standing around and doing nothing. Is that what's going to happen with Hunter Biden? We will wait and see. It is just a few months away till the GOP takes over Congress and has promised to begin to investigate Hunter Biden. And now the revelations from Hunter Biden's laptop have begun to heat up. Impeachable offenses are beginning to be revealed in Hunter Biden's laptop as his iCloud gets hacked and as we spiral down into the dark sewer of the Biden crime family. Hunter's house of cards, according to the Daily Mail. First son confided to lover Haley Biden. He was feeling pressure over suspected involvement with brokering oil deals directly with Putin and his missing Chinese partner, just as Joe Biden was about to run for president. Remember this as Joe Biden says that Putin's the bad guy. Remember that Russian oligarchs pumped millions of dollars into the Biden bank accounts for mysterious reasons. We have no idea what these payments are for. Perhaps Republicans can begin to ask these questions. Maybe we won't have a country if they don't. People are starting to get sick of the hierarchy. Hunter Biden complained to his sister-in-law and one-time lover, this is the widow of his dead brother, sick family man, Haley Biden about feeling alone while dealing with the stress of his personal finances, his missing Chinese business partner, and his suspected involvement in arranging a multi-billion dollar oil deal with Russia. In In a December 2018 text sent to his lover and his brother's widow, Haley Biden, the first son said he was feeling pressure over his suspected involvement in brokering a deal with Vladimir Putin directly on a large sale of oil and gas resources inside of Russia to China. Guys, guys, it's fake. The narratives are fake. What they tell you is not real. The machine lies to you. Joe Biden wants to act like a tough guy, like he's going to be tough on China, like he's going to be tough on Russia. In the direct background, smoking gun empirical evidence for all to see and read, Hunter Biden is sitting there doing deals with those countries to benefit the Bidens to put cash into the coffers of the Biden regime, into the cash coffers of the Biden family themselves. How does Joe Biden afford multiple multi-million dollar mansions on the beach? How is it possible? How does he do it? This is how. Joe Biden has never had a job in the private sector. Joe Biden has never made an honest dollar in his life. Joe Biden has only ever been a parasite on the ass of the productive class in this country. And this is how the Bidens got rich. Hunter Biden lays it clear inside of his text messages to his brother's widow that he was banging. It's disgusting. The house of cards was falling in just as his father Joe was deciding to run for president. It would make a national security nightmare for the intelligence services who have to share classified information with the deeply compromised Hunter Biden's father when he won the 2020 race. I find myself, because I've chosen to alienate my friends and family and employees, 
and you and the kids, etc., very alone and dealing with rebuilding an income that could support an enormous alimony and my kids' cost and myself, he wrote in his, to his brother's widow on December 14th, 2018. Hunter added that he was dealing with the aftermath of the abduction and likely assassination, that's what the New York Times uh, suspects, of his business partner and the richest man in the world, the arrest and conviction of my client, chief of the intelligence of the People's Republic of China, the U.S. government's alienation. So uh, Hunter Biden was involved with this massive arms dealer in China that was uh, arrested by the U.S. government. And then how did the Chinese deal with that? The Chinese just disappear the guy. The Chinese are famous for disappearing people. They take political problems out back. They don't put them in jail. They just get rid of them. The Chinese government wanted Joe Biden in office. The Chinese government needed this puppet in office, and they needed to make sure there was a clean slate for Joe Biden without entanglements, so to speak. The entanglements would be Ye Jiaming, Ye Jiaming, Yi Jiaming. I don't speak Chinese. The business partner of Hunter Biden, who was the chairman of CEFC. This is the Chinese oil conglomerate that Hunter Biden sold an enormous amount of uh, well, Joe Biden recently sold an enormous amount of America's petroleum reserves to, and that Hunter Biden was negotiating for massive stake in in order to get deals done. They are so corrupt, and they are indeed so evil. He's the chief intelligence officer, according to Hunter Biden, the right ma- the right hand man who hired Hunter as a lawyer for a one million dollar retainer in September two thousand seventeen. Hunter Biden is more in bed with the Communist Chinese Party than Eric Swalwell. Disgusting. It is true, by the way, that courts reveal the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, a FISA warrant, against Hunter Biden's business partners to be used for espionage offenses. So here is Hunter Biden in full league, and the Biden crime family in full league with the Chinese government with the Chinese spy apparatus and with the apparatus of countries that wish to supplant the West as superpowers, Russia and China. The Biden family is taking millions. CEFC wired $5 million to a company linked to Hunter. CEFC was in talks to buy $9.1 billion in a slice of Rosneft, which is a Russian oil conglomerate. All the purchases were flagged as potential criminal activity in a Senate investigation. The Rosneft deal fell apart. Maybe it is reanimated now that Joe Biden is forcing China and Russia together. The same month, reports emerged that the deal's termination, credit cards used to buy, uh, to finance Biden's spending spree were closed. And Senate Security and Finance Committee is now investigating. In 2017, text exchange with Tony Bobulinski, who was the business partner in the joint venture. The president's son claimed he wasn't involved in the Rosneft deal, but he discussed it with the Chinese. It's there in black and white. The smoking gun is so hot, if you touch it, you'll get burned. What will Republicans do? This is the question. It is just yet another example of open criminal corruption with America's enemies, against American law, inside of the Biden family, utilizing Joe's public office as leverage in order to get the family rich. 
through the worst possible means, with the worst possible operators around the planet. This is what should lead to the Biden impeachment. This is what Republicans must go at, and they have to go at it at 500 miles an hour as soon as they hit the ground running. The American people have seen enough. The American people have seen enough of this. And now it's time. The American people have also seen enough of Netflix in our next story. The carnage of Netflix. They lose 1 million subscribers, largest loss in the company's history. This according to Breitbart. Netflix continues to hemorrhage viewers because they pay Barack Obama and they pay woke programming like Cuties, which sexualizes children, which is disgusting, which is an absolute, I mean, I mean, you shouldn't, you should potentially face criminal charges for having a show that sexualizes preteens, little girls dancing and gyrating in sexual ways on camera. It's sick. Netflix staff, their staff is completely woke. Remember, they walked out in protest of Dave Chappelle making jokes about the LGBTQ bus rolling down the roads and the problems with the T. It was hilarious. Dave Chappelle's stand-up comedy was hilarious. And it was one of the highest rating things on in Netflix history. And the Netflix staff walked out in protest. Netflix is now canning most of that staff and is canceling a ton of projects, including a project with the Obamas. Because the American public is saying, this is trash. This isn't what I want to watch, and this isn't what I want to pay for. The carnage at Netflix keeps getting worse. On Tuesday, the far-left streamer revealed that it lost close to 1 million subscribers, my family's one of them, in the second quarter, the largest quarterly loss of customers in the company's history. Shares of Netflix jumped 10% after hours trading. That wasn't necessarily bad news. Netflix reported 970,000 customers quit the service during the quarter. That is unsustainable. While Netflix shareholders breathed a temporary sigh of relief Tuesday, the company still faces massive challenges. They have a bunch of people competing against them, including The Daily Wire, who's doing a great job at streaming. Things are so dire for Netflix that the company is working on an ad-supported version of the service with Microsoft. Oh, great. Bill Gates will become involved. (laughs) Great. The tidal wave of bad news started earlier in the year when Netflix reported a surprise loss of 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter, and this stock tanked. As of Tuesday, close of markets, Netflix Netflix shares had lost two-thirds of their value since the start of the year. The streamer is subsequently axing employees, 300 employees uh, fired worldwide, 3% of its workforce, and they're canceling a ton of products, specifically woke products. They got rid of like in it they got rid of an entire section of the company that was supposed to be DEI, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion section of the company that were just going to make garbage that nobody would ever watch. Yeah, they canned the whole thing. Netflix's financial outlook is so grim that billionaire hedge fund investor Bill Ackman recently dumped his funds 3.1 million shares at a loss. Whew, yikes. Sell, ladies and gentlemen. Netflix went aggressive with woke conflict with woke content, providing conflict with its user base, including programming from Barack and Michelle Obama that nobody wanted to watch. And Netflix went all in. This is when my family canceled Netflix, when we turned it on and we saw Barack Obama there on the front of the screen, the front page of Netflix. Barack Obama's like, here's how we go to national parks and we like nature and Global warming. 
that that's why I have two houses on the beachfront. Global warming. Multi-million dollar mansions for me. And uh, you get to eat the bugs and live in the pod. I get beachfront mansions. You get the pod. Because global warming. That's why I live on a beach and not a mountaintop. Idiots. People are indeed becoming more and more awake. And it is wonderful. We are breaking the machine. We are breaking the mind control that happens when you turn on corporate media and when they lie to you. Barack Obama lies to you. AOC and fake handcuffs lie to you. The press lie to you in order to control you. And this is why Barack Obama can actually own multiple multi-million dollar mansions on the beach. He's building a brand new one in Hawaii. Barack Obama wandering around. All the construction workers. Do you see the photos? All the construction workers have to wear masks. Barack Obama maskless wandering around surveying his new beachfront property in Hawaii. Barack Obama has multiple beachfront mansions. Joe Biden has multiple beachfront mansions. Yet you're the one who has to live in the pod and you're the one who's going to have to eat the bugs in the Great Reset. Because the Great Reset is all about them gaining more power over you. Them flying private and you need to ride a bike from now on because gas is unaffordable and your car is now illegal. Buy an electric vehicle, an $80,000 electric vehicle, when we've inflated you out of your own income. That's the Great Reset. We'll fly private. We'll own beach houses. Well, Joe Biden does own a beach house and he fell next to the beach house. He fell on his face. He face planted on a bicycle while he was riding a little bike in his little beach house neighborhood in Delaware. We actually went there. We videotaped Joe Biden's wall. He has a giant wall around his house. You don't get a wall on your southern border, but Joe Biden gets a wall in his private neighborhood. Joe Biden was riding his bike around that neighborhood. He fell on his face, and now heroes of the internet have named that exact spot Brandon Falls. We looked it up ourselves on Google Maps. It is there, and we look forward to visiting it next month. We will be putting a plaque on Brandon Falls. The people have spoken. The commenters have spoken. We are, we are having that plaque made right now, and we're going to erect it on Brandon Falls. It's going to be special. We're going to have a ceremony. We're going to have a, maybe we're going to hire a band to play. We're going to like do an unveiling of the Brandon Falls monument. It will be so special. The place where Joe Biden fell, according to Zero Hedge, is now called Brandon Falls on Google Maps. Someone managed to place a landmark in the Delaware location, naming it after the infamous Let's Go Brandon chant. And at time of this writing, Brandon Falls is still listed as a historic landmark on Google Maps. The following is a trend on social media of people videoing themselves falling on their bikes called Bidening, and we have covered that uh, earlier this week. People falling down on their bikes. That is the viral internet trend called Bidening, and Brandon Falls is now a historic landmark. We hope you all get to visit it with your family this summer. There's still plenty of summer left before we get into the raucous fall election season. We'll be excited for that. We're very excited to be speaking at the Student Action Summit this weekend in Tampa, Florida, right here in my hometown. It is going to be a riot. It's going to be a massive rock concert level, energy level. It's going to be special. It really is. DeSantis, Trump on the same stage. You don't want to miss it. Please tune in. We'll be streaming it on my social media. 
and you can check it out on Turning Point USA. I think it'll also be streaming on Fox Nation. I'm almost sure of that. And so you gotta check that out. We're gonna be speaking there. We're gonna be talking a lot about God, family, country. Those are the driving principles of our show. This is what motivates us every single day. We are here for you. We're here for the free men and women of this country. We represent you. We talk about the stories that you care about. We talk about Brandon Falls. We talk about AOC's fake handcuffs. We cover the things that the corporate press will not because the machine lies to you. We are here to break the machine. That's what we do every single day on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. Thanks for watching.